You know, they say that you should never say never, but I'm going to say never. Never in my 23 years of being in sales had I ever finished dead last, back to back. So you can imagine my, um, my confidence was shooketh, to say the least. Today on the Sales Life Podcast, I am going to share with you five of my personal lessons that I learned while getting my butt kicked. Stay tuned. All right, TSL, let's get it. Welcome to another edition of the Sales Life on Sales Edition. If this is your first time here, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. I am your host, Marsh Bice. In the Sales Life, there's two different podcasts. There's the Sales Life, which is for those who are... Um, who uh, the, uh, the, it's, it's taking the skills that we learn by profession and apply those to your personal life. But then we have the Sales Life Sales Edition. And even if you're not in sales, man, I think that you're going to find... Uh, some useful tips because sometimes as a senior manager on upper levels, we think that we're Teflon. We think that we're untouchable. We think that we cannot fall off of our mountain and I am living proof that that is not the case. So for context, man, let me set the story up a little bit. Um, so I had a bad month, one month. <laughs> and so I had a bad month and you know, when you, we all have bad months in sales. And so the whole time, man, I was trying to pull that thing up, but it just didn't happen. So month two comes around. Cool. Brand new month. You know, when you start off with a brand new month, you, you feel brand new, right? You're back at zero, new starting line. Let's go. So here we are. So I set off the second month, had a bad month, put that behind me. Start off with the second month. Second month, dude, I'm on fire. Absolutely on fire. Let's go. Bring me another deal. Bring me another deal. Bring me another deal. And then <laughs> the wheels got wobbly. And then all of a sudden, dude, they flew off. And I couldn't get my footing back, man. And I did everything that I knew to do. So I was very careful. I kept my mouth shut. I didn't voice my frustrations because I teach my salespeople, don't sit there and speak about what you don't want to have happen. You've heard me. Those of you who have rocked with me on the sales life hear me say that all the time. Shut your mouth. Stop saying stupid stuff. So I kept my mouth shut. I listened to nothing but positive things. I stayed away from the news, nothing negative. I cheered myself on. I did all those things. I wasn't selective in getting certain deals. I wasn't trying to cherry pick. I wasn't doing any of that. Bring me another deal. Bring me another. And dude, it was just like every single thing I would hit. I would have a good one. And then it seemed like I would have 274 bad ones. <laughs> and I couldn't get it up. I couldn't make it work. And I finished the month dead last. So here is Marsh, the teacher, the guy who sits in front of others and, and teaches others. Here's old Marsh, who has taught me what to do. But you're finishing dead last. I ain't know what to do. 
So I did the only thing I knew to do, which is why I titled this episode, When the Teacher is Ready, the Student Will Appear. Because the only thing I didn't do, I didn't ask others who had a front row seat of what I was doing. I didn't ask them the one question that would have turned my situation around. What am I doing wrong? And they let me know. <laughs> so quickly, man, I want to run through five lessons, five going on a thousand uh, lessons that I've learned. And I, I post this, number one, because I want to keep it real. I ain't got it all together. I fall just like you do. Number two is this is really important for those senior salespeople, senior managers who put this, this shield around them thinking that they can do it all themselves, thinking that they're untouchable. And as a manager, it's easy to blame someone else. It's easy to justify why you're in the position. Well, I got a lot of stuff going on. You know, I'm teaching others. And so, you know, I take the, a lot of the brunt from everybody. No, no, I wouldn't get anything, any opportunities less or more than anybody else. And that's a hard pill to swallow, especially when you're in sales. Because in sales, dude, you can justify anything away, right? You can explain it all the way. So quickly, while my dogs are upset, trying to get in the office, <laughs> trying to get on camera, let me rock out, man, with uh, four, five lessons that I learned. The first one, what am I doing wrong? The first one they said, Marsh, I mean, immediately. They didn't even breathe in and they told me, you're selling too hard. Ariana Huff Huffington wrote, life's a dance between making it happen and letting it happen. And she went on to say that some of the worst times and the worst results came about when she tried to force things through and make it happen. And the customers will tell you what it'll take to sell them. But because I was so desperate in trying to get my numbers up, I became me focused and not others oriented. And let me tell you how funny life is. So I thought about what I was going to talk about today, which is going to be also on the Sales Life Sales Edition podcast. Be sure and tune into it or subscribe to it. Um, and I see Joshua Medcalf. Those of you who have uh, listened to me for a while, Joshua Medcalf wrote uh, Pound the Stone, Chop Wood, Carry Water, two of my favorite books. And Joshua did a video yesterday. And he said this. He said, the ultimate illusion of the human experience is control. And he said, the great leaders are the ones who surrender to the outcome. And it made me think back to an episode that I did a while back about Cal Ripken. And when Cal Ripken felt fear, he would ask himself, he said, do you fear the preparation or do you fear the result, the outcome? If you fear the preparation, then do something about the preparation. 
but you got to surrender to the outcome. And Metcalf went on to say that it's a strange thing how life works. When you surrender to the outcome, those who surrender because they're not afraid of dying, they're not afraid of failing. Those who surrender stand the gain the most because they're letting things happen. They're not trying to make things happen. Second lesson I learned. Why am I finishing dead last? He said, Marsh, you're not being you. They went on to say that, you know what, bro? People love coming into your office. People love coming back to you. And so when people come in, even though they hate buying cars, the people, when they come into you, you make it fun. You, you, you make the experience. You're laughing. You're having a great time. And even though it's a serious decision, they walk out of, the, out of your office, Marsh, and they feel good about the decision because you educated them all the way through. He said, you're not being you right now. Let me tell you what you're doing. You're presenting. And when they tell you no, you get defensive. And they went on to say, they said, Marsh, look, I don't know if you know or not. I'm 6'3". They said, I don't know if you know or not, but you have a intimidating stare. And when you lock into somebody and you stare at them and they said, look, I've had meetings with you before where you've had to deliver a tough message to me. And the way that you stare at me is kind of frightening. And that's exactly what you're doing with your customers. Your customers are telling you no. And instead of being relaxed and letting it happen, you get defensive and you're selling too hard. Loosen up, relax, surrender to the outcome. The third one, you're being too wordy. <laughs> Isn't it a funny thing when you're on a slick spot, how many words you try to insert in a presentation? Sometimes it's to, it's to, uh, to cushion the rejection. And if you use too many words, your customers are always going to default to no. They're always going to default to it because they're confused. And they told me, they say, you are technically sound. Your process is great. Your explanations are great. There is not a question that a customer can ask you that you do not know the answer to. But just because you know it all doesn't mean you need to tell it all at once. And that's exactly what I was doing. In an effort to pull my numbers up, I was preloading all the objections. <laughs> so all the objections that I could possibly think of, I worked those into my presentation. And so what I ended up doing is, is I presented way wordy with all the preconceived objections in there. So that way it wouldn't be an objection. And what was it? <laughs> it was a no. And because I had front-loaded everything, I had no, no comebacks. I just said it. And sometimes what you have to do as a salesperson 
is yes, know the facts, know everything, present it, but be ready, be clear, be bold, be concise, say it thorough in as few words as possible, and then wait for the rejection, right? Wait for the objection. It's going to come. You know, it's going to come. Anthony Anarano said the first, the first no is free. The rest of them, dude, you got to earn it. So the first no is a knee-jerk no anyway, especially when they're confused. So I was getting assaulted by the number one word that I've heard my whole life. No. And it's like I had nowhere else to go. So I'd stare at you and I'd get defensive and say, look, you really need to do this. No, I'm good. And you give off such a negative energy and you're not being helpful. The customer's just like, peace, I'm out of here. Because you ain't being you. The fourth one, you're deaf to your own teachings. Let me tell you what one of my younger managers told me. Who kicked my butt. <laughs> he said, you know what, Marsh? I've learned everything that I know from you. And it's like you're deaf to your own teachings. Boom. He's like, it's like you've, you're not listening to anything that you taught us. And he said, I know you know it. I know you live it. I've seen you. And I love the fact that I can sit there and watch you and learn from you. But you need to learn from yourself. And what that means is, is sometimes you have to disengage emotionally, pull back. And go back through some of your own teachings and be your own self-coach and also ask for help sooner. So last night, long day, hard day, not a very good day. My mind immediately started going to all, oh, here we go again, right? The screams of here we go again. And so, you know what I ended up doing? I caught myself and I went through every single one of my deals mentally and talked about, it. did you present? Did you counter? Where were the loopholes? What could you have done better? Went through every one of those. And every single one of those, I was satisfied. I had no regrets. Oh, I should have done this. Even though it didn't have the right result, I worked the right process. I was relaxed. I let it happen. All for different ways of them looking at it. And the results, I surrendered to the results. It's not that I'm happy with a goose egg. No. But see, if you surrender to the outcome, but you, but you fully prepare for what's incoming, you're set up, knowing, presenting, relaxing, listening, Everything's going to be what it's going to be. I always say, man, you, you cannot control whether a customer buys from you or not, but you can heavily influence it. And the way that you influence it is you got to listen and you got to offer different ways of them looking at it. All right, last one. We're going to wrap this thing up. Lesson number five. <laughs> There's always next. Carrie Walsh Jennings said that, dude. I live by this all the time. There's always next. Next is a new opportunity. It's not a repeat of the previous outcome. Dude, you got to understand something. You get in a scarcity mentality when you try to, uh, you know those dryer sheets <laughs> and they cling to you? Well, that's what we do with the losses. They seem to cling to us. And so we seem to, 
even though they're totally different circumstances, totally different customers, totally different scenarios. My sales manager told me when I first started in the business, he said, Marsh, every deal is a thumbprint. They're all going to be a little bit different. Even though it could be the same type scenario, they're all going to go down different. You got to understand that. I wasn't treating it as a thumbprint. Everything was, oh, here we go again. There's always next. And so you have to segment the two. Next. Next is a new opportunity. Your deal is not related to the previous deal. It's a new opportunity. Think about waiters, okay? Waiters have the unique, and I'm so glad I was in the, the, the food service industry. Shout out to the waiters. Please tip your waiters. Tip them well. This is hard. <laughs> but I'm so glad, man, I was a waiter because I had to learn that even though I had a, a, a tin top and they leave me $3 with crushed crackers ground into the and spilled everything and mashed everything into the carpet. I can't take that $3 tip from 10 people with a jacked up whole section and carry that on to the next table. I can't bro. And so I had to learn though. I'd forgotten. I had to learn to segment the two, man. I had to isolate them next to the next opportunity. So again, to wrap this thing up, man, you have to, you have to be the student. There are times with your expertise and your experience, and you've been doing this a long time, but you can't stay the teacher all the time. And sometimes, man, you need to drop your ego, tap in my chest. You got to put your pride aside and you got to say, Hey, what am I doing wrong? And if I would have done that a long time ago, man, I probably would have cut down a few weeks at least on that. So um, this episode is going to be on uh, the Sales Life Sales Edition. For those of you who are in sales, man, be sure and subscribe to that. It's the orange one, not the red one. The red one is for the sales life. If you notice, I changed my boxes out. And uh, also, if you get value out of it, the, there's some good episodes on there not to toot my own horn because i'm just i'm just relaying the message i don't it's not about me but there's some really good messages about slipping your momentum i i, I hate sales there's some there's some good ones on there man that you may want to check out and if you find any sort of value the ratings man are super super important somebody left me a rating i appreciate it also leave a review man if you take 90 seconds and just leave a review of what the sales life sales edition means also That'll help bubble the listings up as well. And I'll be back on Wednesday um, with a live episode. Um, but but uh, with the sales life, the other sales life, the red box <laughs> sales life, uh, for those who are not necessarily in the sales profession who are building the life skills. But dude, I talk to a lot of people, man, and they listen to the sales life and they're like, bro, I'm not even in sales but I get something out of it. So remember the greatest sale that you will ever make is to sell you on you because you're more than enough. Stay amazing. Stay in the sales life. All right, TSL Nation, that's all the time that we have today. I know I wish there was more time, but guess what? We'll be back for future episodes to prime your mind. In the meantime, once you do this, head over to the Sales Life Facebook group and join a growing community of like-minded individuals who are working every single day to be top producers, both personally and professionally as well. Got to be both. 
Now, if you found value in today's episode, would you do me a solid? Would you share this episode with your friends, with your family, also on your socials? That's the only way that we're going to grow the Sales Life Nation is by putting your fingers to work. Also, I love ratings and reviews. Love to hear those, not only for myself, but also there are a million podcasts out there, literally a million podcasts out there. And your rating and your review could stop one to someone to look at that and say, you know what, I want to be a part of Sales Life Nation too. Look, I'm on all the socials, wherever you hang out, hook up with me there, say hello, and whatever you want to drop a line to me, do so, 337-565-0906, vsaleslife1 at gmail.com. Until next time, stay amazing.